0: We're going to talk about all of the topics surrounding what it takes for you to step into your God-Goddess. Journey with me as we uncover all things living self-actualized and in your inherent divine God state. This podcast is about doing whatever it takes to develop and nourish the God in you.
1: Oh, hello, everyone, and welcome to another brand new episode of the She's a God podcast. My name is Jen Torres. I am the host of this show and a human design reader. Welcome to the show. So today's episode is going to be hopefully like glazed over with a little bit of comedy and laughter because I love to talk about these things with a more lighthearted energy so that we can identify them and talk about them and laugh about the different ways that This sort of thing has showed up for us in our lives. And it really just comes down to being aware, right? I feel like the core of everything in this reality is awareness. Like, it's like the moment you have awareness of something, it begins to break down. And that's why I always go back to human design. I know, blah, it's like I'm biased about the subject, but I always go back to that because I've had so many human design clients say to me, Wow, like that was so much information. I don't even know. Know where to start with like my design. And I always tell them like, okay, like what's so amazing about taking in new information, like we're about to do today, although this topic might not totally be new to you, you might be aware of it. But, but what's really cool about taking in new information is the fact that when you are taking in something new, it once it comes into your awareness, typically that's all you need, you just need to be aware that this thing is happening, it's real, and it's in your awareness. And and it gives you kind of the heads up so that you are aware of what's happening and your consciousness, your cognitive of the fact that it's taking place. And a lot of times your energy will either consciously or unconsciously do the work for you. It's really just about bringing it to your awareness. And so even with something as complicated as human design, it's like once you get your reading, it's like you're aware of it now. You're aware of it. And even when you least expect it or you don't think you are, you will catch yourself. Following your strategy and your authority, let's say, and realizing like, oh wow, I can't believe I like waited for the invitation. If you're a projector, or I noticed yesterday I was using my body to respond, um, you know, as a generator or a manifesting generator, and looking and waiting for that sacred response. Or if you have emotional authority, you are recognizing that you know there's no clarity in the now, and so you're just riding your emotional wave and um, making sure that you are not making decisions in the moment, or you know if you're a manifester noticing when you've taken those mo- taken those moments to inform people around you even when it's felt awkward like that's the last thing you wanted to do you were brave and you opened up that throat chakra and you informed and that felt really good to you and so all of these things right and if a reflector like paying close attention to your environment and honoring the fact that like wow i actually do have very strict rules about my environment and i noticed last week I move my body into a different space when it didn't feel good to me. And I know my environment is guiding me in my life. And like, you know, I'm waiting my cycle to respond or to answer that email or to make that big life decision. I'm waiting that lunar cycle and I'm honoring that. So all of those different examples, you know, are just me basically saying that it doesn't matter how, what we're, how difficult the topic is. And this topic is pretty easy today. No matter what we're talking about, we are aware, like it's coming into our, awareness and that's what i love about podcasts and all of these different things is you could just you know take in these little bits of awarenesses throughout the day and that is how our collective consciousness continues to evolve and grow and change just by opening up our mind a little bit to something new so i absolutely love you know podcasting and the opportunity to have this platform and i'm just gonna let you know that if you are somebody who has been listening to this podcast for some time Time, but you've never taken the time to comment or write a review. I would love so much if you did that. Um, that really helps me and the algorithm and promoting the podcast um, to have more comments. So uh please take a moment and just pause the episode. And I would so love just a couple of words about how you feel with the show. Thank you, thank you. Okay, so on to the topic of this episode, which is all about emotional vampires. So I have someone who's been in my life for several years, many, many years, like a decade. And I've always had a problem with this person. Okay. Like always, like and, and not even that they're aware of it. They're not where aware that I have a problem with them, but I've just had a hard time being around them. And I never really knew why. I thought it was it's just like chalked it up to like it's an energetic thing, which ultimately it is and then I never like I said I never really know why like this person just is like so tiring to be around you know and I just am like I know about energy vampires right like if you don't know about energy vampires they are people who just will go on and on and on about something and they are just drain your energy I noticed that energy vampires typically talk really slow or they talk really fast it's like one or the other Um, and they will just drain your energy with pointless stories or talk really, really fast and kind of get your head in a spin about things. And they will just literally suck the life out of you if you're around them too much. So I'm very aware of an energy vampire and like what those are and like how to, you know, move around if I'm in the midst of one. However, emotional vampires, okay? So I'm gonna take you all to one of my favorite all-time shows, which is What We Do in the Shadows. If this is not a show you watch, Um, I highly recommend you get on it. It's fucking amazing. Naja is like my alter ego. I have literally have a picture of her hanging up in my house. So what about this show? This show is about um, three New Jersey or Long Island vampires who live in Long Island. And they are vampires, right? Like the bloodthirsty vampires that we know. There's a fourth vampire that lives with them. His name is Colin and he is an energy vampire. So one of the episodes recently of what we do in the show, shadows Colin meets his girlfriend his ex-girlfriend he reconnects with his ex-girlfriend Edie okay her name is Edie in the show I think or Evie or something like that I think she made an appearance on the very first season, but they're on like season five. And I'm pretty sure she came back on for a second, for another round on the fifth season anyway. So Evie is an emotional vampire. Okay, now here's, here's where like intuition kicks in and why it's like so cool to be living this life sometimes as a spiritual person and somebody who's deeply connected is because as soon as Evie popped up as an emotional vampire on what we do in the shadows, I immediately thought of this person. It wasn't even like, like a conscious thing it's just like this person came to mind like boom like that's why you cannot it's so hard for you to connect with this person is because they are an emotional vampire it's a little bit different from just being an energy vampire which energy vampires can seem like normal people because they are normal people right but they can have these tendencies where they like to feed off of people's energy by draining them in some way it's either by like speed talking and like just like not just like ah, like it's like their energy is just bombarding you or it's that they're like slow talking Colin on what we do in the shadows is more of an energy vampire that's like the slow boring talking kind of guy and it just is like oh my god let me get out of here like you're draining my energy so back to emotional vampires Evie is an emotional vampire on what we do in the shadows and she is all about uh, draining people emotionally so it is exactly what it sounds like emotional vampire so I wanted to do an episode on on this and just talk about five signs that you are dealing with an emotional vampire and then how to make sure you protect your energy against this type of person. Because I don't think that va- energy vampires or emotional vampires really know what they're doing. I really don't. Like, it feels like they don't really know what they're doing. Maybe they do. I don't know. But like, I think ultimately it's based in insecurity, probably where they're needing that energetic validation by just like sucking the life out of somebody. But back to emotional vampires. So the first thing I wrote down for the five signs you're dealing with an emotional vampire is that they drain people by feeding off of their emotions. That's how you know you're dealing with an emotional vampire. How does this manifest? How does this show up in real life? So this shows up by one thing that you're always going to notice about this person is that they will always have some kind of crisis or major life event going on. They're always, anytime you talk to them, something, horrible is going on in their life. Um, It's going to be like, oh my God, like, can you believe this happened this week? Or like, wow, like this is going on in my life. And it's just going to feel like, whoa, like it's, it's like that information that, you know, somebody gives you and you're just like, oh my God, like that is not okay. Like that's so shitty. I'm so sorry. It's the type of news that provokes a reaction from you of remorse. And you start to just want to make that person feel better and you're just like, Oh my god, like, I'm so sorry to hear that that happened to you. And I'm just like sending you so much love and like blessings to your family. And I'm so sorry. And all of that stuff. Okay, so that's that's a big sign right there that that you're dealing with an emotional vampire. Again, they will always have a crisis or a major life event going on. They've got nothing good to say. Okay, they've got nothing happy, nothing phenomenal going on in their life. They've always have something that they're kicking rocks about and that that's so sad. The second thing I wrote down is you actually will hesitate to share good news with them because you know that energetically they're not going to be happy for you. Like there's nothing for them to feed off of in that moment. So if you are sharing something like, oh my God, like really positive with them, it's not fulfilling. It's not satiating for them to receive that information. They're just going to kind of be like, they're going to not really give a fuck basically um, about it. Or yeah, they're just going to not feel like they can connect with the story or really show much interest in anything positive or uplifting that you have going on. They're not really going to have a reaction to that. Um, Or it's going to feel like they don't really care and they really want to be on to something that's sad or not good. They want to talk about something that's sad and emotional. Another sign is that they have to be going through something or you have to be going through something or they're not happy. Point blank. You have to be going through something fucked up or they have to be going through something not great. And that's just it. Like that's the only way that they're happy in the conversation or they seem engaged in the conversation is if you're sharing something terrible. And you will notice that they want to be the person that's in your life for all of the terrible things. Like they want to hear about how horrible something was for you. And you know, and they're just like, Oh, wow, like they it, it can never be anything good good. They're like feeding off of the sad story. And then vice versa, they are, you you know, sharing something horrible with you. It's almost like they want to, the other thing I noticed too, here's another sign is they want to almost be in competition with your suffer story. Okay. It's like suffer stories, like dick sizing with suffer stories, like whose suffer story is worse in this situation. And they want to try to up you on everything. So if you say like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe like this person was so rude, they cut me off in line. You know, they're going to come back and say, like, oh, really? Well, this person, you know, cut me off in traffic and hit the side of my car. And you're like, oh, damn. Like, I'm sorry. Like, they want to one-up you on all of the most terrible emotional things. So that's another huge sign you're dealing with an emotional vampire. Another thing I wrote down here for this this theme that how do you know you're dealing with an emotional vampire another one is that they seem to create imaginary issues okay like nothing is fucking happening but like they're creating a fucking problem okay like anywhere you go there's about to be a problem like there's somebody's looking at them wrong something went wrong over here some someone has some issue with them and they're creating problems they they need there to be an issue they're They need there to be an emotional issue going on in their life um, in order to be happy, in order to feel satiated in a relationship, in order to feel love, really. Like this comes from a place of, you know, some of these people, they just, that's the only way maybe they felt love in their life is through these deep wounding experiences. And maybe they've trauma bonded or they created maybe every single relationship in their life started out with a trauma bond. And that's how they know love. And that's how they connect with love. Maybe the only time their parents showed them love is when they fell in busted their lip open or something. And then it was like, then they got the hug. I have no idea. Like maybe I'll bring an expert on to talk more about this, but emotional vampires are a thing. This is just a couple of tips to tell you how to navigate through emotional vampires, when to be able to spot them in your life, when to approach how to approach the situation is the last part of what I wanted to get into, which is you got to kind of be a little cold about it. Like you can't give them access to your energy field. Because if you do, it's like an attachment, like they're not going to stop, they're going to like corner you until they can feel fulfilled off of this experience, right. And that goes back to that story in the beginning where I never could figure out like why I couldn't connect with this person known this person over a decade. And like, I cannot connect to this person and like I just can't and I know it's be- now I know why like once I was watching that episode of what we do in the shadows and I was like oh my god like this is exactly this person like this sappy sad human being every time I see them it's a fucking issue they either want me to be going through something or they want to be going through something and it's just like net it can never be this like positive experience it has to be doom and gloom so and that's how i knew that's how i was like oh okay like once i watched that episode and i saw like oh my god there's such a thing as an emotional vampire like that's exactly what happens with this person so it's something to just be mindful of know that if it happens to you if you're somebody that experiences this in your life with an emotional vampire and like having that in your life and someone coming into your field that's like trying to drain your energy in this very deeply emotional way you have to be positive what I notice is the most the thing that they hate the most is when you're positive about something or you're excited about life they hate that because they can't get any energy from you when you are excited about something or when you're positive about something. And I'm, you know, a Sagittarius son. So like, I'm it's easy for me to be optimistic, things can be fucking shitty. And I'll be like, Yeah, like, I'll find a way to be happy, you know, because to me, it feels good, like to just have an optimistic outlook on life. That's how I manifest quickly and all of it. So it really is just a knowing that like, if you are dealing with somebody who has this, you're gonna have to be a little bit cold. Okay, okay, like I wish I had a better answer for you, but you're going to have to create some energetic space between you and that person because it is not your life. It is not, their their life, their emotional shit all the time is not your life. And if you realize that like, you're almost like, Fearing running into this person, you know, like if they're coming your way, you're like shit, you know Like when you when you feel that it's because they are not like vibration They are not somebody who is meant to be in your life all the time. It might be an every once in a while friend where like every once in a while you see them and you're like, Hey, what's up? But it's not like a fucking weekly thing. Okay. Where like, you're talking to them every single day and they're having that opportunity to bring you down with their stories, or they're just wanting something horrible to be in your life that that's going on with you for you to share with them so they can feel close to you or something weird like that. So it's just about recognizing it, creating space. Okay. It's called sacred boundaries. If somebody is in, your realm that is um, doing this to you or unconsciously, it could be unconscious. Like I mentioned, it's not like I feel certain people are trying to do this in an evil kind of way. A lot of times they're just unconscious to the fact that they're doing it. So either way, creating energetic space between you and that person is extremely important. Be ensuring to do that. Um, And then anytime you are in an energetic space with them, do not give them anything to latch onto. Like no sad stories, know any of that like even if something terrible happened to you like seriously don't share it with an emotional vampire like if you do they are just going to be so happy you share that horrible thing with them and for them it's just like it, it lights them up in a very weird way and so just ensuring that you don't share sad things with them and if you're having conversation with them keep it light don't get emotional, don't get deep, just keep it light, airy, and positive. And that in and of itself, holding your vibration in that way is going to be what ultimately repels an emotional vampire holding that vibration. I talk a lot about being a frequency holder um, to, you know, with my people and people that I coach and stuff like that. Being a frequency holder is a huge part of doing this work. Uh, And that just means that no matter where you go, go, no matter what you do, you are holding your vibration. You're not allowing your vibration to be tilted or swayed just because somebody is coming in with all of their emotional shit and they're trying to feed off of you. It's important to hold your frequency no matter what. And there might be a a big part of you, especially being somebody who's maybe a sensitive or somebody that considers themselves an empath or a highly sensitive person. There could be a part of you that simply just is is like, wow, like, I want to help this person. I want to like give them advice. I want to counsel them in some way. Don't do it. Like, don't do it unless they're like a paid client. Like, don't do it. You will be eventually sucked back down into their, the pit of their energy field. If you do that, Uh, they are enjoying what's taking place with this emotional low vibe shit. So it's just about having that recognition. And if you want to try to help them, I mean, go for it. But like in my experience, they will always turn it into something sad, sappy, horrible, and they will show no energy or happiness toward your positive uh, wins in your life. They don't give a fuck about it because that's not what they're there for. (laughs) They're there to feed off of your emotional darkness and That's something that they, like I said, I don't think it's evil or intentional. I just think that it's how they feel secure, maybe in relationships, or it's maybe how they feel connected to people is, is by just having this emotional baggage, being, being thrown out there constantly and having other people, you know, be so sad for them. So it's just something to look out for on your path and some tips and tricks there to know how to navigate an emotional vampire. And if you are somebody who has never seen what we do in the shadows, you're going to have to check it out because it's fucking hilarious. And it's just a great comedy show to have on to have a lighthearted experience because TV in and of itself is so low vibe for the most part. So definitely check out that show if you want to. But I hope this episode has provided you with some sort of tips and tricks on how to deal with emotional vampires, how to recognize them in your life. If this is you, maybe recognize it within yourself. If this is something that you deal with with a friend, recognizing that within them and holding them in compassion and love as they journey through this phase, because it could be a phase for them. A lot of times, like I mentioned, once you have the awareness of it, it could just fall away. Um, like, oh shit, I do do this. Or I do know somebody that does this. So let me just like back off a little and then see what happens. I just want to send everyone so much love and I will see you on the very next episode of the She's a God podcast. Much love.
0: Thank you for listening to the She's a God podcast. Tune in next Thursday for a brand new episode. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I would love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at This Is Jen Torres for all of the latest. And remember, she is a God, and so are you.